Baptist Catechism 68 asks, which is the fifth commandment? So we are moving through the, the Ten Commandments. We are coming now to the fifth. And the answer is that the fifth commandment is, Honor thy father and thy mother. I didn't prep you well enough this time, did I? <laughs> Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land. Which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And what is required in the fifth commandment? I will read this answer alone. The fifth commandment requires the preserving the honor and performing the duties belonging to everyone in their several places and relations as superiors, inferiors, and equals. What a wonderful answer. So filled with truth. We'll consider it carefully in just a moment. But I'd like to read Colossians 3.18-4.1. through 4, 1. I think this text um, does help us to understand what the fifth commandment requires. In fact, it is listed as a proof text in our catechism. Colossians 3.18 Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. So far the reading of God's holy word, may he add his blessing to the preaching of it this afternoon. I've come to really love and appreciate the instruction that our catechism provides on the Ten Commandments. One thing that I appreciate is the breadth of the interpretation that it provides. Our catechism does not give us a narrow interpretation, but a broad one. In other words, these commandments are teased out for us in our catechism. And it is right for the Ten Commandments to be, to be teased out, for this is what the Scriptures do with them. And this is what Christ Himself did. The Ten Commandments are to be viewed by us as a summary of God's moral law. And you know what a summary is. A summary provides a brief account of something, but it does not tell the whole story. So the Ten Commandments contain God's moral law, but in some reform. They are meant to be teased out. The Scriptures do this, Christ did this, we are to do it as well. So the Fifth Commandment, which is simply, Honor thy father and thy mother, does not merely require little children to respect their parents. It requires that, doesn't it? Little children, big children... They're to respect their parents. But it does not only require that. It requires us to preserve the honor and perform the duties belonging to everyone in their various places and relations as superiors, inferiors, and equals. In other words, we learn in the fifth commandment that respect is to be shown to all people. And it is to be shown to all people taking into consideration their place, 
in relation to you as either superiors, inferiors, or equals. So it is not only superiors, like parents, who are to be respected, but equals and inferior, inferiors also, each in a way that is fitting. This is so important, isn't it, for us to consider? This is so important for our little ones to, to learn. And where is this behavior first learned? Where is this behavior first learned? Where do people first learn how to show honor to everyone? We, we should say that it is learned in the home. It is in the family environment where children are to honor others. First, they are to honor their parents. Second, if they have siblings, they are to honor them as equals. I mean, did you know that children, not only are you obligated to honor your parents, you're obligated to honor your, your brothers and, and your sisters if you have them in the home. And, and third, they are to take this responsibility with them out into the world and they are to apply it in, in every realm. The fifth commandment requires the preserving the honor and performing the duties belonging to everyone in their several various places and relations as superiors, inferiors, or equals. It's a wonderful answer to this question. The fifth commandment is the first commandment of the second table of the law. Did you get that? The fifth commandment is the first commandment of the second table of the law. The first table of the law, commandments 1 through 4, has to do with our relation to God. We've learned all about that in previous sermons on the Lord's Day afternoon. And the second table, as it has been called, commandments 5 through 10, has to do with our relationship with our fellow man. So the fifth commandment, just like the first commandment, is foundational. The first commandment kind of started off that first table of the law, and it is most foundational. Who are we to worship, right? God alone. God alone is to be worshipped. Uh, and here are the fifth commandment. How are we to relate to one another? Well, let's start with this. Children, honor your parents. It's foundational. Where do we start if we wish to relate to our fellow man in the right way? We're to start with honor. And the very first people we must learn to honor are our parents. My time is very limited in the afternoon, and so I'm not going to expand much upon this. But I do think we should consider how devastating the breakdown of the family is to society. I'll just put it very directly and briefly. The breakdown of the family is very devastating to society. Think of how devastating it is for God's moral law to be abandoned and suppressed within a society. If God's law is not honored, and if children are not taught to honor God and man within the home, then do not be surprised when that society grows very harsh and even brutal. If we are to learn how to relate well to our fellow man... We must learn to show honor to everyone in their different places. And this is to be learned, first of all, in the home, as children are raised, ideally, by father and mother. Notice that our catechism says that we must preserve the honor of others. And does this not imply that men and women possess a certain dignity by nature? I think, yes, it does. We are to preserve the honor of others. Others have natural dignity because they have been made in the image of God. That was already pointed out this morning as the children came forward. Um, Pastor Phil brought this together for us already that 
We cannot forget, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and man was the pinnacle of that creation, and man was made in the image of God. So men and women have uh, dignity. They are to be honored by virtue of being human. They've been made in the image of God. And our catechism builds upon that, I think, by saying, first of all, that we are to preserve the honor of others. Honor is to be preserved. Um, and I think this implies that we, because of our sinful condition, do tend towards dishonor. Throughout the history of the world, the weak have been exploited by the strong. And this cannot be. And men do also slander other men. This also is a great evil when when men and women slander others. So not only are we to show honor to others who have been made in God's image, we must also seek to preserve their honor. So this may involve standing up for the weak and oppressed and rebuking the slanderer to preserve the reputation of another human being. Have you ever thought of that? A fifth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. Oh yeah, I get that. Okay, you go on your way. No, let's think deeply about it. This does not just require honor being shown to parents. It requires honor being shown to all people. And uh, not only are we to abstain from dishonoring other people, but we're to actively seek to preserve the honor of others. So if you see someone being picked on at school, what should you do as a Christian? Right? Should you not go and stand up for that one who is being picked on? Or if you hear someone gossiping and telling lies about other people, saying things that have nothing to do with that group of people, right? That's slander. That's, that's gossip. What should we do as Christians? Should we, should we sit idly by and allow that to happen? I think it's right for us to speak up and to say, you know, you shouldn't be saying that about them. You're damaging them, not physically, but you're damaging their reputation. So we should be eager to preserve the honor. Of course, we should be eager to do this ourselves, to never be in that position where we, if we are stronger than someone else, are oppressing them or speaking evil of them. But we also ought to be eager to preserve their honor if others are doing that to them. So preserve the honor of others. Keep it. Protect it. Next, our catechism speaks of performing the duties belonging to everyone. So when I think of the instruction to preserve honor belonging to everyone, I think of defense. We should defend their honor. But the words performing the duties belonging to everyone communicates that we are to positively and proactively give to others the honor that is due to them. You see the difference there. I think the one is defensive, the, the other is offensive, right? The, other, the one preserves, the other gives. We're to give honor to people, the honor that is due to them. So children owe their parents something. What do children owe their parents? They owe their parents honor in the form of respect and obedience. Because the parents have authority over uh, the child. Children, you must honor your parents. God commands it. And when you fail to honor your parents, all children do, by the way, from time to time, don't they? All children sometimes come short of this. I did when I was young. Maybe I even do when I'm old. I don't know. I hope not. Um, I hope I honor my parents now always. It still is an obligation, by the way, a responsibility of mine. So when you fail, what should you do? What should you do? When you fail to honor your parents, you need to learn to repent, to turn from that sin, to confess it to God, first of all. Who did you sin against? When you dishonored your parents, who did you sin against, first of all? God. You also sinned against who? Your parents, your mom or your dad, whoever you disrespected. So you must learn to repent. You must learn to come to God and say, please forgive me for my sin. I violated your law, God. I, I didn't honor you. Um, but also you must learn to go to your mom or your dad and to say, 
I wronged you. I'm sorry for that. I should not have spoken to you in that way. I should have listened to you. Please forgive me. So that's repentance. But repentance also involves turning from that sin and walking in the right way. You must resolve, uh, determine, decide in your heart to not do it again. Will you do it again? Well, I hope not. Life is a struggle though, isn't it? Sin is always kind of there um, tempting us. So I, I don't know. But we need to resolve to not do it again. To say, I, I'm not going to continue this disrespectful behavior. And we must look to Christ. We must, we must look to Christ and take refuge in Him and say, forgive me. Forgive me, Christ. Uh, and, and we must cling to Him and have faith in Him for the forgiveness of our sins. That's what we must do uh, when we break uh, this, this commandment. Children do owe their parents honor in the form of respect and obedience. Also, citizens owe respect to governing authorities. Congregants owe respect to their ministers. Wives owe respect to their husbands. Employees owe respect to their employers. And on and on I can go. But I do love this little phrase in our catechism, which says, In their several places and relations as superiors, inferior, inferiors, and equals. Wow, this is, this is great too. And this, this is so biblical. This is how the scriptures tease out the, the, the moral law at the heart of this fifth commandment. Uh, honor is to be shown not just to superiors. I think that's how most people think about this, though, don't they? I'm to honor superiors. No, inferiors, those who might be in a position below us somehow, and equals, peers. Um, this is the clear teaching of scripture if we pay careful attention to where the Scriptures go with this. Husbands, honor your wives, therefore. Right? Honor your wives. Does that sound strange? It shouldn't. It's deeply biblical. Husbands, honor your wives. Some may say, well, you're contradicting the Scriptures, which say, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. No, I'm only drawing your attention to what is said in, the next, in, that, in that same passage next. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So you can see that a special kind of honor, um, a special kind of honor is to be shown to husbands by their, their wives, but a, a special kind of honor is also to be shown by the husband to, to, to their wife. Did I say that correctly? Did that come out right? It didn't sound right to my ears, but you, you get it. So yes, it is true. The husband has authority in the home, but honor is to be shown to all. Listen to Peter. As he speaks to the husband-wife relationship, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So, so this is biblical. Did you hear it? Husbands, you're to show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. I, I'm sure that so many uh, modern women take great offense to that little phrase, the weaker vessel, you know. Ah, that's insulting. No, it's not if you just follow what the Scriptures are teaching everywhere. Weaker vessel in what, what sense? Weaker in the sense of position within the home. You've been asked to submit to your husband's authority. <laughs> and the husband is not to take advantage of that. The husband is not to exploit that. But instead, the husband is supposed to show a special kind of honor to the woman as she takes that position that the Lord has called her to take. It's not complicated. And it's not insulting. This is just the reality. God has 
design the world in such a way where, where people have authority and others are to submit to that authority. But the point is this, if you have authority, wherever it may be, in the home, in the church, in the world, do not use it to, to, to oppress others, but serve them with that authority that God has given you. Isn't it beautiful, really, when you think of it? It's very beautiful. Show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. In other words, as they stand before Christ with you, they stand on the same level. In the home you have authority, husband, but in Christ you're one. You're one. And so, husbands, honor your wives. Governors, honor your citizens. Bosses, honor your employees. Parents, honor your children. Did you hear that? Parents, honor your children. Well, now you've just reversed what the fifth commandment teaches. No, I have not. It's just, I've teased it out, as the scriptures do. I read from Colossians 3 earlier. Their children are told to honor their parents, but we also read, Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. In other words, discipline them and nurture them and instruct them in an honorable way, so that they do not grow frustrated and discouraged. Ephesians 6.4 Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Parent them in an honorable way, I think is, is the meaning here. So, do you see how our catechism teases out the fifth commandment, and rightly so? The fifth commandment requires children to honor their father and mother, but, but more than this, it requires the preserving the honor and performing the duties belonging to everyone in their several places and relations as superiors, inferiors, or equals. Dear brothers and sisters, have you kept this law perfectly? No, we have violated this law in thought, word, and deed. And thanks be to God for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who paid for all of our sins and has clothed us in His righteousness, if we have faith in Him. May He strengthen us to keep His law. Let's pray. Father in Heaven, do help us to delight in Your law, help us to comprehend it, help us to know what it requires and what it forbids, but strengthen us, Lord, so that we might obey You in all things. We confess to You that we do sin. We know that corruptions remain within us so that we're oftentimes tempted to do exactly the opposite of what You have said. We're often tempted also to fail to do what You have required of us. God, You have to strengthen us. You have to change us. And we are asking that You would do that very thing. Sanctify us by Your Word and Spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.